Hey everyone, you're listening to the A for Asian podcast. We're talking about life in Toronto as Asian Canadians. I'm your host, Kevin Lau, accompanied by my co-hosts, Stanley C. and Harry Luck. It's been a while since we did our opening episode um, because of the pandemic, and COVID really changed a lot of things about everyone everywhere. And throughout these past two years, we've seen a huge influx in a lot of people changing jobs. And I thought it'd be a really good opportunity for us to kind of explore this topic and see, you know, what other careers are out there and what people are doing uh, making this change. Um, Today, we'll be having Stanley, one of our co-hosts, talking about his change that he made during the pandemic and, you know, discuss a little bit about uh, his new job. Take it away, Stan. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Yeah, so... uh... Prior to the pandemic, I, I, so I still worked in cybersecurity. So what I uh, did before was I worked at a financial company, um, a lot larger um, in size. Now I work at a smaller, medium, small-sized uh, software company as a system security administrator in the field of information security. Um, for, for the pandemic, or during the pandemic especially, the field of IT security has definitely made a lot more headlines um, with a lot more breaches and just the overall, I guess, opportunity that a lot of bad actors have um, with all the additional requirements for remote work or I guess lack of security um, when there was, you know, because in order to meet the uh, requirements for remote work that a lot of companies just honestly weren't prepared for, right? Um, So that it was a really good option for me to be in cybersecurity to start with, and it gave me a lot of options to, I guess, pivot to a you know different job for you know the obvious normal benefits of you know increased pay, you know maybe better uh, work-life balance and uh, whatnot. Um, in terms of the field of cybersecurity itself, um, my particular I guess field is more on the defensive side. Um, the two kind of main branches that I break it down into is the offensive security side and the defensive security. Um, that's probably the most um, intuitive way to say it. You can think of it as, you know, soccer ball, somebody trying to kick the ball into a goalpost. You have the offense and the defense, right? So defense is trying to stop the cyber attacks. Offense is trying to um, imitate generally, or um, I guess do research on different ways that you can that attackers can get in, and then that would in, in turn inform the defensive side that of these you know, particular attacks that are available. Um, for the most part, on the defensive side, the main focus is to ensure the confidentiality, integrity, and availability of our data or of our company data. Um, and usually that's done by other creating policies and procedures um, to, I guess, essentially govern how the company handles data, as well as implementing controls and tools to safeguard and monitor how that data flows throughout our systems. So Stan, on like a kind of day-to-day, how does how, how does your day really look like? Um, so it's a, it really a mix. Um, so specifically in, I guess, the IT field in general, your kind of job title doesn't necessarily, isn't the best indicator of what exactly your, your daily tasks are, for example, you can have three different job titles, like you know, security system administrator, system administrator, um, maybe like IT analyst, and all of them might actually have a lot of overlapping duties. Um, and in the same kind of sense, you know, 
you can have the exact same job title and completely different. Um, so it, there's no real standardization in job titles. I don't know if how it is in different field, other fields, but that's just how it is in IT in general. Um, in terms of like day-to-day -day tasks for me, um, it's kind of a mix between project and daily operational tasks, um, working in security and especially, you know, your daily operational tasks really go up and down, right? There's some days where I don't really have too much extra operational tasks, so I can focus on kind of like the more long-standing projects that I'm working on. And some days, you know, maybe even up to like full weeks, I'm just focusing on, you know, certain operational tasks in order to keep the company running or keep the company safe, right? So in terms of operational tasks, this can, this can kind of range from something simple, like someone just, you know, a new IT person starting at the company, I have to set up their access for them, maybe just give them, you know, some training on how, how to use these tools or all the way to, you know, the tools that I've set up for security, giving me alerts. For example, maybe one of my systems have realized, noticed some kind of, I guess, suspicious activity within our networks. So it's really kind of going down, looking into what this is. And, you know, sometimes it might be nothing. Sometimes it might kind of just open a new whole can of worms and many more other things to, that I have to investigate, right? So it, it, as I said, it really varies from the day to day, but that, that's kind of the, the meat of it. Um, as I also mentioned, there's also always that uh, kind of policies and procedures. So there's always a review that kind of comes along with it, um, especially when it comes to meeting certain regulations. So a lot of you know countries, especially U.S., Canada, and especially the you know Europe, they have something called GDPR, or I guess in the U.S. they have kind of local laws as well. Canada has something called PAPITA, and essentially what this is is to it's a law that the government has mandated for companies to protect user data privacy, right? And as a part of protecting data, obviously there's a security aspect because that's what safeguards your data. So a lot of it is to kind of review our policies and procedures to make sure that they are in line with, you know, the various uh, regulations, you know, the current company I work for, you know, we have operations in Canada and US and Europe, right? So I have to make sure that our policies and procedures and how we handle the data does meet the regulations in all these different countries, right? So, so that's a kind of another thing. Um, in terms of like the daily operation and then like larger product projects, you know, sometimes you use, it can involve, you know, setting up a completely new system. As I mentioned before, I have like monitoring tools and, and whatnot, right? In our systems, maybe I, I wanna upgrade it. Maybe I wanna change vendors. Maybe I want to introduce something completely new, right? So these are kind of longer outstanding projects that I have for myself that, you know, requires research, obviously, um, you know, in terms of seeing if the risk that this, is, this solution's supposed to solve, you know, justifies the, the business cost, right? And obviously that's something that, you know, is, has to be considered and something that I'll have to propose to like upper management, have the, you know, go ahead. And then I, and then obviously after that, it's kind of researching how to get that implemented into our um, systems and, you know, just make sure it goes as smoothly as possible. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you said, um, data, you know, data, data privacy and, all that it has, you know, really become like the forefront of um, why you know cybersecurity is more like uh, popular now and uh, is more of interest to a lot of companies to kind of spend more money to kind of improve their uh, cybersecurity and all that. Um, yeah. Like, what what do you think of the industry and like where 
where it's where it's heading with you know data becoming even more important yeah i think especially in these past few years um the company companies and the government especially have really started to realize the value in data um this is something you know companies like google and facebook have known for a long time but it you know obviously a lot of the general public, not in the tech world, haven't necessarily known about this, right? Or ha- hasn't really been on their radar. But with, I guess, more recent abuses of this kind of information, um, it's really, you know, when when this data is getting abused, that's when people really, that, that's when it really catches people's eyes, right? And when people actually realize, oh, this is a problem. Um, so yeah, it's definitely becoming a lot bigger of a industry and obviously, now, I don't, the, you can kind of think of it as cybersecurity growing side to side with, you know, overall, I guess, like programming and, the, you know, comp sign, everything like that. As our systems get more and more complex and the, our kind of day-to-day lives are, I guess, enabled more and more by, you know, technology, um, you know, there, there's going to get more, there's going to be more and more attack avenues for you know, offensive hackers and you know malicious actors to take advantage of, right? And th- that's kind of why you know with this tech boom, cy- cybersecurity kind of lagged behind for a while, just because you know obviously the um, focus was to go go go, make sure everything works, right? Uh-huh. But now I think people are trying to realize maybe when we kind of bit up bit off more than we can chew and let technology become a bit too ungoverned in what they're it was able to do. And you know, we're kind of, people are trying to you know pull back the reins or at least implement um, more ways to kind of take a um, step control. Like, take a look at yeah, exactly, exactly, right? Kind of take a step back and um, make sure that everything is secure and and it doesn't put people's information at risk before they start pushing. But at the same time, at the end of the day, right? It, you know, mm-hmm. it's company to company. There's some companies that might that you know at at the end of the day it's business right Right. so first to market you know when you're trying to get first to market you don't necessarily think of you know security and stuff like that Mm um that that ends up usually ends up being kind of in the back you know afterthought so when when i think of cyber security you know always have this picture of you know all these shows where you know you have all these like intense hackers they're you know they're they're you know, try to hack into some intense system, and there's this big scene with like all this big code coming out. Um, so, some of our listeners might be interested in the, you know, getting to cybersecurity. Like, how much uh, programming experience did you need, um, or what what type of experience do you think you need in order to even like get into into this field? Yeah, no, that that's a really good question. Um, so, it, it really there's, there's a it, so cybersecurity itself is really broad. Um, I'm gonna say information security just because technically cybersecurity is you know it's used interchangeably in practice, um, but information security involves more than just cybersecurity. Cybersecurity is more you know what you think of in terms of like the internet, but information security also relates to you know like physical security. That's a security mechanism, right? You can have the most secure computers and servers in the world, but if you're not locking your doors to your office, right, into your server rooms, then, you know, it's not really going to do too much to help you, right? So, uh, you know, uh, that that might just be me, me kind of, um, 
you know, be nitpicking a bit, but just want to clear that as well. It's like the weakest um, link in the chain, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So information security, you know, it involves more than just cybersecurity. It's been nitpicking because even in practice, um, we, we use it that those two terms interchangeably all the time. Um, so but, information yeah, security anyways, is kind of more like holistic. Yeah, ex exactly. Right. Um, cybersecurity generally, you know, the, the idea is it focuses more on the, the kind of technical details, stuff like specific encryption, um, as, as Kevin kind of alluded to, programming, right? How you write your code in a way that is it that it's secure, um, right? So there's a lot of, you know, secure coding practices out there. And honestly, with a lot of the cybersecurity resources, a lot of it is, is actually uh, open on the internet in terms of, you know, standard practices, stand, you know, what you're supposed to be doing, right? Just because it, it's, a, it's a difficult thing because um, every company is different, right? So because every company is different and how every company's systems are set up differently, the requirements that for their security oftentimes can be different um, from company to company as well. So in terms of like your job, right? Um, what, it doesn't sound like an entry level job and it sounds like, you know, you kind of have yeah. to have some sort of experience. So in terms of like your industry and your, uh, you know, work, work background, uh, what kind of skills did did you have coming into this job? Or maybe what kind of skills did you develop in your previous job that helped you get into this, this your current yeah. role? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I noticed I might not have perfectly answered the previous question, um, but basically, yeah, Harry's right. It's not really a entry level position. I, the Generally, if you are able to get into a cybersecurity position right away, uh, I would say the easiest way if you want to jump straight into it is to get some kind of internship or co-op that has the option to work as a, you know, as, you know, a, a co-op student or intern at another company for specifically for um, their security team, that would probably the best way be the best way. Otherwise, generally companies do look for some sort of, you know, previous experience in IT or in some sort of programming um, before, you know, an actual on the job experience before letting you in. And a lot of times a degree might not be a degree by itself is not enough to get in, you know, a direct job into cybersecurity. You generally have to pivot from another position. Are there certain degrees for cybersecurity that people can get into? I haven't really heard much about that. Yeah, well, so I guess for above, above a bit more for my background, I actually didn't study cybersecurity, so I'm probably not the best uh, resource to tell you what kind of university programs are out there because I, I didn't go to the university for cybersecurity. Actually studied as a chemical engineer. Um, but during my pro co-op program, I, I realized that, you know, it wasn't for me. And I, I was actually able to kind of pivot to not necessarily a security position, but to an IT um, administrator position um, during one of my co-op jobs that was able to get me a full-time job um, upon graduation as um, an IT administrator. And then I was able to, you know, pivot from there or, in, you know, help desk ITM in and pivot from there into security and then into my current position. So there, there are different ways into it and it's not necessarily bound to a degree. Um, and if you really want to get a head start in terms of um, education, you know, there's always the um, university degrees that you can get, but there's also are a lot of, um, you know, security certifications, IT certifications that you can get that are 
you know, not related to, I guess, a specific um, university, but it's, you know, an overall certificate. You know, in terms of IT or in, in networking, you can get like the Cisco one, which is the CCNA, or maybe the, the one that's, I think, Network Plus, Security Plus, right? Um, and yeah. then also on... Because like, on, I feel like yeah, in, th throughout COVID, there's, um, you know, schools are like, there's like dis uh, more of a focus on distance learning and uh, with also, you know, some, some job prospects disappearing due to COVID or disappeared due to COVID, a lot of people are kind of looking into that career change or like kind of career pivot from, say, uh, like an entirely different, let's say they've been doing a job for like five years or something, and then that, that job is all of a sudden gone. They've been hearing, you know, their friends talk about cybersecurity and how it's like the next uh, up and coming thing. It's like, how, how valuable are those certificates to like, say, a hiring manager in IT? Right. Yeah. So I would say, in, from a HR perspective, because uh, from obviously from a hiring manager, it's a bit different. Mm -hmm. But for for HR, right? I think a lot of the time you can kind of think of it as HR as the kind of filters, the preliminary filters before mm -hmm. it gets to hiring manager, right? If it's a big, um, you know, if there's a lot of applicants and whatnot. So so those certificates are generally what gets that resume in front of the hire manager for lack of a better way yep. especially if you don't have you know the direct experience that they're that they put on um right as i said it's it's not necessarily an entry-level job and it's, sometimes it's, it's hard for you know hr to really you know not knowing as much about the industry as you know some as the hire manager or someone who works in the field right yeah they're generally they, less they might not necessarily understand the overlap between you know it mm -hmm. and you know uh, and i guess blue team or defensive um you know system administration or security administration right right so there's there's so those certificates are definitely you know of good value to have. just to kind and of and there's get definitely you value and obviously you know at the end of the day these are professional certificates that teach you, you know, you know, terms of this trade and, you know, for most part, a lot of the things that you do need to know on the job. Right? So for someone coming from, let's say nothing in theory, right? Let's say I've, I've never uh, coded before. I've never um, worked with IT before. Uh, how much benefit is it for me to, you know, um, go out, study, get a certificate and then start applying to jobs? Is, would, would that be the kind of recommended pathway to go? Or do you think it would be more like, you know, look for kind of IT related uh, positions are kind of lower barrier to entry, I guess, maybe not directly into cybersecurity, yeah. but maybe like, yeah, kind of. I, I would say, yeah, just if, if you're starting from nothing um, and you want to get, so as I mentioned, there's two kind of streams, there's right. the defensive. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to, I'm talking more strictly on the defensive side right. of things, because that's obviously the you know, my current position. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would say, you know, get get a get a kind of more entry level IT job, something like a help desk, right? And dirt while you're working there, study for stuff like your security plus certification, maybe try to get, you know, a specific vendor related certification. Um, for example, I have my AWS, cert, cert, you know, cert, security um, professional cert, certification and the company I currently work with deals mostly in AWS. Right, so st stuff like that helps, and obviously with IT, there's so many different vendors, and each vendor has their own kind of specific certification, right? So at the end of the day, it, it it's you know get to the gener generic certification like the Security Plus while getting that 
experience under your belt. And then if you want, and if there's, or maybe there's a specific vendor or how they do things that, you know, interest you, get the certification at the end of the day, it's not going to hurt you, right? Right. So Stan, I guess for the general public, what does AWS stand for? Oh, yeah. Amazon Web Services. So it's, it's the same company as the shipping company, uh, but uh, it's the cloud. It, essentially what AWS does, and this has been a more of a, or a pretty big trend. I'm not going to say trend, because right now it's pretty much ubiquitous. It's not even a trend at this point. This is you know how things work in today's age. Um, cloud computing, you might have heard that um, term thrown around before. That, that's kind of essentially, instead of building your own servers and your own infrastructure, you essentially um, host it on a company such as Google, such as Amazon, and essentially it's a pay-as-you-go kind of service, right? You it's like renting, use... renting some processing power, yeah. r- renting have... some storage space kind of thing. Exactly. And, you know, there's so many companies that use it at this point. You know, this includes, you know, highly regulated um, government agencies like, the you know, the U.S. Um, CIA and whatnot. Well, I might be wrong about that, but... I know a lot of U.S. government agencies do you do host on AWS, and they actually have a specific um, environment for that, those kind of customers, right? Separate from all the other customers, like you know your public companies and whatnot. So, um, yeah, cloud computing is a huge thing, and you know if you do want to get into cybersecurity, I would highly recommend you know getting some sort of certification in terms of cloud security, especially. Whether that's you know AWS, Google, or any of the other ones like the Microsoft Azure one. Right. Thanks, Dan. I think that was some really useful information. Um, I guess tying back to um, the theme of you know our podcast, as you know, Toronto's living, uh, like Asian Canadians living in Toronto, um, the, uh, as you know. Like uh, people living in this age that has grown up in the technology age, we uh, see a lot of value in you know cybersecurity and what it brings to everyone, each of and every one of us. But you know our you know our parents or the older generation may not typically understand the value of it. Um, so like, how do you think? Um, your parents responded to you know you changing a totally different career from what you studied as a you know chemical engineer, which would you know typically be more of a you know typical Asian path of becoming an engineer and totally switching careers. Like how how did they feel about that uh, that that path that you took? Yeah, so uh, this might not be the same for everybody. Obviously, every Asian family is different. Um, my family is you know was especially you know, supportive in what I wanted to do, especially I kind of noted the uh, whole oil situation we have here in Alberta that happened, you know, roughly around when I was graduating, especially so that that, that easily got them on board. Um, but in terms of explaining what the, the career is, um, I, I generally, you know, as you mentioned, this is not something that they're particularly, you know, knowledgeable about being part of the older generation. So generally, I kind of just simplify it as I work in IT and especially in security. And then generally they ask me, oh, like hacking and stuff like that. I'm like, I just say something similar, you know. It's, it's as Harry said, you know, that's generally the exposure that people get to 
what uh, information security or cybersecurity is uh, based off of movies, right? So I generally like going for it because it makes it sound a, a lot more interesting, a lot cooler than, you know, it probably is in, in real life, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, and, and also in in terms of in the job, um, yeah, in the amount of Asian people that I see, like in terms of the demographics and stuff like that, it, there, there's quite a there's quite a few. But I would say at least in Canada, it's pretty diverse. You know, you have your it's it's not I wouldn't say it's not necessarily like dominated by any sort of ethnicity or anything like that. So you you know getting into this. Um, into this field as an Asian person, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll definitely be among friends if you're not comfortable, you know, networking with, you know, other people and, and stuff like that. Um, you'll, either way, you'll definitely find, you know, somebody who speaks the same language as you or as mother tongue <laughs> as you, <laughs> for lack of a better way of saying it, not to offend anyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting that you spoke about, you know, the, with the graphics of the industry like uh, when I think of like IT um, I generally see more older people in more corporate um, companies whereas in you know more startups you see a lot more uh, younger younger people working in, in, in those in those roles yeah yeah and, and that, that's for sure um, anytime you go into like a software company or some kind of like startup a company for you know a position in IT or in security, you can probably expect to see people you know generally a, a lot younger, maybe you know in their late twenties, thirty you know mid thirties range. That, that that I think that's the the the, the norm. Um, but yeah, and you know since we're talking about you know demographics, you can talk about the you know I think that always comes up. Especially, you know, from when I was in engineering as well, is the uh, male to female ratio uh, <laughs> kind of demographic. Um, yeah, and in IT, you know, I think nowadays it's it's getting, you know, it's definitely. I'm pretty sure it's a lot more balanced than it was, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Um, that's for sure. Um, I've only really, you know, worked in two different companies in, in security so far here, uh, and. So far, uh, from what I've seen, which is a you know really small sample size, you know twenty five percent female or so from from what I've from from based off of my experience, um, but uh, you know you, you, uh, it's a very small sample size, so yeah. I can't necessarily say. But I, I do know it's definitely growing, and you know uh, I invite any females if they're you know interested in this. You know it, it's not not to be intimidated by you know statistics because uh, honestly you know I, I think it's it anyone can any regardless of what gender what race what background you're in you know as long as you have the knowledge and the um i guess the dedication to learn um the industry you know you, you guys can do fine so it sounds like it's not the most like glamorous role per se, uh, but you know you'll you'll find uh, you'll make you'll make some decent money, and it sounds like your work life balance is going to be pretty good, and yeah, so yeah for sure, and it's yeah it's definitely not the most glamorous role. You're, you're a lot of the times you're kind of in the shadows, so mm -hmm. not not at the forefront of things. So, but you know if you don't like public speaking, 
you know, this this is this is a good. It's an one. introvert's type of job. <laughs> I guess you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Dan, for uh, you know all the information you provide us.、Um, I guess before you know we we end this podcast,、uh, do you have a you know small tidbit advice、uh, that you know people that aren't changing jobs that you know they could apply to their You know, practices to better their, you know, enhance their、um, security or their data. Use a password manager,、um, and you know, just be wary of the information that you're sharing online. You know, stuff like social media and stuff like that.、Um, just keep in mind that that information's public to everybody. So, you know, if you wouldn't go to a stranger and tell them this information. You know, maybe maybe try not to share it on, or if you don't want someone that, you know, maybe an ex or something to see this information, maybe don't share it. <laughs> And don't use the same password for everything, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds All good. All right.、Then. All right. Thanks, Dan.、Um, you're listening to the Age for Asian podcast.、Uh, I'm your host Kevin, accompanied by your co-host Stanley and Harry. And yeah, this is the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Yeah, if you guys like this format, you know, let us know, and we'll try to do more. Maybe we'll do Harry or Kevin up to the up to、yeah. the podium. Yeah. Or, or if there's any specific, you know, topics or careers that you're particularly interested,、uh, definitely drop us a comment, and we'll take a look, see if we can get someone、uh, on our show. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>